right, everyone, we are here today. My name is Tracy Williams Barnett, and I am here with my co-host, Franklin and Miss Gigi. And we are the Reluctant Hams. Hey, guys. We are so I'm excited like, to always be here with Solchek at Switching Board. We love it here. I said hi, guys, like someone's going to respond. <laughs> <laughs> hi, guys. Have you guys ever... This is totally off topic, but this made me think of it. What a surprise. <laughs> okay, so I've been doing a lot of voice texting lately. Uh-huh. And, you know, you have to be like, hi, exclamation point. It's yes. Gigi, period. Well, sometimes... I leave voicemails and I forget that I'm not leaving a voice text. No, don't do it. <laughs> oh no. Don't so say it. I, I literally voice text a voicemail. I'll like figure it out halfway and I'm like, I mean, hey Franklin, sorry there. missed you. Period. Colin <laughs> <laughs> Parentheses. I mean, if anything, I know I definitely brought a smile to that person's face. And especially if it was bad news that I was delivering, at least it yeah. added some padding. I would it reminds, definitely laugh at that. It <laughs> reminds me of that show on Netflix called The Circle. Have you ever watched that? I watched like one episode. I can't get through so they it. Have to, they have to voice text yes, everything. Yes, that's right. Oh, that's oh. so annoying. That's why mm-hmm. I couldn't watch it because mm-hmm. it was all voice text. Never heard of yeah. that. We'll talk about it another time. Yeah. What are we talking about today? Let's get into it. Let's talk about... You know, not the bad stuff, but the good stuff, like green flags. So, as opposed to the red flags, yeah. I'm gonna throw in some red flags too, because you know. You brought up red flags. I've got some red flags. Oh no! But let's start with a positive, because okay. we are in a great mood today. Yes, solid. So, what's going on? That's really good and really going well in your businesses today. I have, knock on wood, been very lucky. So I've got two listings, one in Silver Spring Mm -hmm. and one in Trinidad and D.C. And I am one of those people who, you know, I do tons of research on my listings. I run the comps multiple times and then like literally the day before we put it on just in case something is sold that like I wasn't expecting. And, you know, I I try to get my pricing as solid as I can. Mm -hmm. But you know, the market's changing. I mean, sometimes like that one fluke, you know, high bid that was sold in the neighborhood was just because that one buyer was just so interested or there was a bidding war between two really interested parties. Right. So I was nervous. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh gosh, I really want this to sell or both of these to sell quickly. And I was very lucky. My first one went under contract in one day. Wow. And the other one was in the second day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Look at you. That S- is fantastic. In this economy? In this economy. You have that <laughs> Midas touch. <laughs> well, they're both special homes. They've got good things about them. And I mean, I will say that I, I priced them as appropriately as they could be. And they both sold for well over asking. Oh my gosh. So, I mean... That's one, amazing. One could argue that it was priced low, but I really think it's like if you have good value that you're showing, then mm-hmm. people will see that. Absolutely. But the green flag that I've seen in you know working with the agents that I'm working with is they have, if you haven't, if you're working with an agent and you're telling them, I really want to buy this house or like I'm really motivated to buy this house or a house. They should be doing their homework before you. They should be seeing the house as quickly as possible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then writing the offer quickly. Absolutely. And I think that having an agent who knows how to te- use technology, like I, if I was to meet an agent who didn't text or wasn't responding to emails, how are they going to get offers out quickly? They can't write uh, them out quickly enough. That's actually one of my green flags is speed to respond. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, absolutely it. Yeah. A green and, flag and like that you cast on your associate that you're doing business with. 
I cast that on to an associate, a colleague. Mm -hmm. I cast that on to a client who's dealing with their realtor. Mm -hmm. If you're not going to respond, then at least say, hey, um, in a meeting or in the middle of something, I'll get back to you this afternoon. Yes, absolutely. At least an acknowledgement, because I think the culture of ghosting and and I'm a really awful, awful texter. (laughs) My ex will attest to that. (laughs) <laughs> and sometimes I read the text. I don't have time to give a very thoughtful response. So I don't respond. And then I completely forget about it. Oh. Well, it's a good thing you don't have read response on your oh, text messages. I, I would be in jail. You have to lose all your friends. <laughs> so you're not good at it, but you want people to be good at I'm it? I'm good at it when it comes to clients and work. Okay. When it comes to my personal life, it's garbage. Okay complete garbage because we have to have do something called professional courtesy Mm -hmm. and i use that term all the time if someone's not responding out of professional courtesy Mm -hmm. if you could get back to me as soon as possible it would be greatly appreciated that's the equivalent of per my last email (laughs) call me back bitch (laughs) when i was when i was young in my like management journey someone told me about the the when you respond with noted it's not really a good thing. No, it's absolutely <laughs> it's, like, shut up. I hear you. Like, it's okay, a whatever. corporate middle finger. Yeah, <laughs> really? And I sent a noted to someone on a like internal email. And my boss like ran into my office like, why are you starting a fight? <laughs> what about duly noted? Is feel, that better? I feel like that's a little softer. I do that all the time. Ooh, I mean, you got to add like an exclamation point or an emoji next to it. A then, happy then face. You're good. Okay. <laughs> a thumbs up. <laughs> Duly noted. Thumbs up. <laughs> okay. I can't with you guys. We're though. too, we are too sensitive about this stuff. Like people, I mean, I get Our it. culture. Our, our culture yeah. is too sensitive about like the way these things are written. Mm-hmm. So I think a green flag I have for mm-hmm. clients would be when they're going to see a house mm-hmm. and more property and the property is well maintained. Mm. And you can tell that it wasn't just a fresh coat of paint or something that was just put on there, but the house looks like- Loved and It looks like they really made a home there. And so you know that things, well, you would hope things are up to snuff and the maintenance and you won't see too many things down the road. Yeah, I mean, and to add to that too, I have so many people who come to me and they're like, well, I was thinking about doing my kitchen, but then I've been putting it off for years and now I want to sell my house and I think I should do it. And I'm like, well, why didn't you just do it when you originally had moved in? Then you can actually enjoy your new kitchen. Now you're selling your house that you'll never enjoy these new spaces in. Brand new appliances and you only get to use them for like 30 days. You you dealt with the the BS of construction and dealing with contractors and inconvenience yourself for a period of time and then you like, bah. Yeah, (laughs) then you don't get to appreciate it at all. So yeah, no, if you guys, I mean, if, if you know new homeowners have the funds to do it because of course like buying a home is really expensive so a lot of people don't have those upfront costs to do that work but i mean once you've recouped some of it and you want to do work do it enjoy it it's your home i just I sold i just had a list of us a buyer client and they bought they closed on their house back in march but they wanted to add an ensuite to their primary bedroom and to do that they had to eliminate the middle room bedroom which was smaller most likely a, a, a nursery or an office would mm-hmm. be in there and they were getting like these conflicting conflicting advice mm-hmm. saying why would you get rid of a bedroom and add a bathroom you're decreasing the value of your home and i said well 
when are you planning on moving from here? Yeah. They're like, we're not, we have no intentions of leaving here within five years. And they have an opportunity to add a bedroom downstairs, mm. which would now they have three bathrooms and three bedrooms and one's an ensuite. And so I think a lot of people sometimes make decisions based on how they're going to sell it versus how they're going to live. Yeah. And I think they're going to be, well, I know they're going to be a lot happier with an ensuite as opposed to sharing a bedroom, a bathroom. And with bathrooms their- are really valuable too. So, oh, I mean, a yeah. tiny little bedroom may not be worth much, especially when you already have a three bedroom. Yeah. That's my green flag. All right. So I guess what is my green flag? I think my green flag is to our clients that we work with, the ones that are communicative and show appreciation and actually take into consideration the information that you're relaying to them and really think about it and then show appreciation to it. saying that word twice, appreciation goes a long way. And so, for instance, when you talked about your listings, Gigi, and them selling through or getting a contract really quickly, I always tell my clients, you know, price right and, you know, think about how you price it. If you price it at the market, you're going to get an average amount of buyers, prospective buyers. If you price it a little bit below, you'll garner more traffic and more eyeballs and potentially more competition. If Mm -hmm. you price it above, you get a little greedy and then you're going to get the least amount of traffic and eyeballs. And so when they take that into consideration and they see the end results and you've done your work and priced it and comped it professionally and, and right, then, you know, it's a win win for everyone and you get a fast closing. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with a client who, and this is not a bad thing. I just, I think it's more from an education perspective and them trusting you as a, as a professional. You have someone who's like, well, I think my house is worth a oh, no. million dollars. They all think that, right? And it's not. It's not. <laughs> or it may be close to that, but you know, where we were, where, where we are going now listings are staying on a little bit longer. Yeah, what it was worth to, you know, those five buyers that bid it up, you know, three months ago is different than today. Yeah, I mean, sellers are going to have to roll up their sleeves a little bit and they can't just present what they got. They got to put a little polish on it now. Yeah. And they have to be a little bit more competitive in their pricing. But how do you, how are you, what are you presenting to your clients to allow them to trust your process and go with your number that you feel is going to be competitive? I use visuals. So we look at what is active today and Mm -hmm. how does your house compare to what the inventory looks like? Because buyers are going to be looking at all of those properties at the same time and comparing them. Mm -hmm. Then I also look at the recent closed sales as well so that we are comparing apples to apples and oranges to oranges. And then I ask them, how do you think your house compares to this house? Or their kitchen. Like, is this Absolutely. kitchen as, as renovated as your kitchen? Or is your, you know, do you need more work to your house than theirs does? That's it. I agree. You know, there's no arguing of facts and how the home conveys. And then based off of these photos of actives and closed, where do you think you should be priced in comparison? And you can, I mean... The homes that are active, obviously the ones that have closed, you can't get into, but like the ones that are still on the market, like you can take your, your buyers or I mean your sellers to those open houses or Mm. give them private tours and be like, let's compare this to the house down the street. Like, is this apples to apples? Are these apples to apples? Does this feel like your home? (laughs) 
Now they will. Does still it smell like your home? <laughs> get emotional about it. I'm working with someone right now, and they admitted that they let their emotions overwhelm them and get the best of them. And when I offered a pricing recommendation, I always give a range. I believe your house can sell for this to this. They always pick the higher point of the range always but that's an emotional response because they have a fear attached to that that if they price it too low then people are going to lowball it even more mm -hmm. and so they always want to go higher and they always want it to be competitive but that's not necessarily where it should be okay. i have a green flag for clients again mm. what realtors who have multiple relationships with lenders oh yes i had a lender recommend to me once who Obviously, they wanted my business, and but they were like, you need to get two more lenders that you're going to work with. Mm -hmm. And those one lender should be someone who can handle like perfect client, who has great credit, has money to put down, is going to be easy breezy. And you got to have a lender that can work with someone who may have some credit issues or may not have the most stellar credit or may need like first time home buyer assistance. And you need to have like that creative lender that can work with your independent contractors, people who may not have traditional ways of showing income. Mm -hmm. And I think that's super important when it comes to your clients because you have to be able to give them a menu Mm -hmm. and allow them to choose and, and explain what the differences are and right. like why this might be a better fit for them and even personalities because like every lender has a I mean just like realtors oh yeah lenders have different personalities and sometimes you know you can have someone who's just like go 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 and your your client is like wait I need you to hold my hand a little bit and that's not their vibe oh yeah <clears throat> it's I always tell my clients there's no one size fits all when it comes to lenders, so I always offer a number of different, I have a bevy of lenders and I have a conversation with my client. I find out what their personality, what their needs are, their credit scores. A personality um, how much, assessment? Oh, yes, absolutely. Because you want to make sure that not only are you giving them the best lender because of their needs, whether they need to improve their credit score or they need to save a little bit more money, or also, just like you said, you know, personality type. So I tell them, I literally use these words, go with the lender that makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. The one that you feel like is the most responsive, giving you the information that you need, the one that you feel is tending to your questions the best, and not just saying, fill out an application, because you are going to be in a relationship with them for the next 30, 60, 90 days, however long it takes to get to the finish line, and you want to work with a lender that is responsive, communicative, and that you actually like, mm -hmm. you know? And so that goes a long way. And if you compare lenders, two to three different lenders, and one is giving you a better interest rate, go back to the warm and fuzzy lender and say, hey, this other lender is giving me a better interest rate. Will you match it? And a lot of times they will. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you win Yeah, out. it's a tough market out there for lenders right now. They they do put a lot of work in the front end because the pre-approval part is, is a big part of, of their work. And because rates have been fluctuating so much and people are so much more attuned to them because, you know, it's really changed their, their buying power. A lot of lenders are getting axed out like right at the time of you know commitment loan commitments mm -hmm. so i i do feel for lenders in that way it's a, it's very different than it has been for the past couple uh, so years. shout out to all our lenders out there yes. and all their hard yes, work that they're you. doing for all your work yeah, you we guys, work together as a team right yes. i will tell you that the lender that i 
work with, he has really made us look like a team mm-hmm. when presenting offers. Absolutely. And he has, I feel, has gotten a lot of my offers across the table. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you got, it's almost like who, who do you know who's going to call in favors for you? Because mm-hmm. that's, that's what it comes down to a lot of the time. But this is all really heavy conversation. I want to ask you guys, Mm-mm. what kind of buyers are you? Oh. Like if you were to describe yourself as a client or oh, whether buyer damn. or seller, <laughs> what would your green flags be and your red flags be? See, that's a little bit tainted because now we're more knowledgeable. Mm. Mm, you got to think like, if we were just young and ing- you, ignorant, <laughs> you're know. just in the market. Like you just you run you you're 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 a consumer. Am I a first timer, Gigi? You, okay, you you guys are first time home buyers. <laughs> well, this is maybe, mock trial. <laughs> well, maybe you should do it from a perspective that you have purchased property before, and you have you you own a home, and you have investment properties. Why don't you speak from a perspective that you have you're an educated buyer? Buyer, right? My expectations are very high because my standards are very high. And, you know, but I always believe in being professional and showing appreciation for the services that I am leveraging. And so as long as my needs are being met and I feel like I am learning from the professional, the realtor, Mm -hmm. and that they're giving me... (laughs) Every time we say realtor, we're all going to laugh. It's realtor, not realtor, right? (laughs) I got so much... (laughs) <laughs> what 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 from the people who actually say realtor they're oh, like gosh. that's how i say it i'm like i know it's wrong <laughs> not realtor but anyway <laughs> but you know yes i expect a lot but i i come from a very humble and gracious place and i will say that being in this profession has taught me humility and the act of service and what that really means yes yeah, so you treat people like human beings absolutely what about you Frankie? i'm a pain in the ass i was gonna say i feel <laughs> like i'm a royal pain like, oh i don't want you as a client no then. i mean I, uh, <laughs> how much are you spending enough <laughs> <laughs> i i just i mean i can go from finding a shit box and wanting to fix it up to I don't want to do anything and I want to just walk into something that's already done. And I see the value in both. Mm -hmm. And understanding my personality is I'm probably leaning towards someone's going to present. You're going to make me work really, really hard. I don't know uh, if it's going to make you work hard, but I mean, it, I mean, I like just going to take me through a lot. I like to entertain 50 homes and not 50 homes because I'm not going to waste your time. not clear on what you want. This one over here. (laughs) It's obvious. (laughs) So I'm like a little bit of combination of you both. I... I am very decisive. So like if I'm out to like buy whatever specific type of property, like I know what I want. So if I'm working with someone, I'm like, this is what I want. But everything has to happen really fast. I do not waste time. Oh, I like that. So I'll be like, I like this one. These are the terms that I want. Like get it done. Oh, and, but I need speed, right? So if I'm like, because mm. I know, we know how oh, these, yeah. these markets move. And obviously, whatever I'm going to buy is going to be a great deal. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be other eyes on it, right? You're giving me vibes of someone that mentored both of us. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's why I am yes. the way I am. <laughs> I don't know who that person is. Carlos. Yeah. Oh. I mean, he's an amazing mentor. I mean, he's, oh, Car- he mentors me now. Yeah, he's, I think, Probably one of one of the best people to have a real estate license. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I agree, and yeah. and that's what. So I like speed. I I I want it 
quickly. I want it. If I need facts, if I need anything, I need you to just go out and do it right oh, away. Oh, I'm your girl, right Gigi. Now. I got you. All right. Okay. Franklin. Uh, Excuse me. I want you as a client, but I'll take Gigi. I, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> from the, from an agent perspective though, with Franklin, I'd be great with you because oh. I'm really good at painting a picture for a client um, explaining values of both See, directions. I'm not. I'm not about words of affirmation. I'm not about any of that shit. Don't waste your time. I okay. need to see it. I need to smell it. I need to know when I walk out. Is my neighbor going to be walking out in their drawers? Right. Like if I don't. Know, I don't want to. Like don't we tell need me to how, scope it out. No. I don't, like words of affirmation that work on me. I just, okay. I need to come, walk in and how do I feel? Like I actually visualize. When you have vision. Yeah. I actually we have visu- to sage the place before yeah. Franklin arrives. I visualize myself as like entertaining, having people over. At, like when I wake up in the morning. You know, with a hangover, how's this house going to feel? <laughs> right, right, yeah. Like, let's get real. That is you. <laughs> I think that's the one thing for me. You know, as a client, when I'm, whenever I'm looking at properties, it's like I can analyze a property. You know, I can accept having you know maintenance needs afterwards. You know, you just have to budget for the worst. Mm-hmm. But the thing that you can't quantify or ex- you know you can't really gauge is our neighbors, right? Like you can try to like kind of lurk around sometimes and see like the activity that's going on. But ultimately like you don't really know until you live there. Hmm. I had a, so when I used to live in Petworth, there was a house that was went on the market and the opening day for their open house, the neighbors had this rager. Oh no. That was going on during the open house. Oh no. <laughs> That's like my worst they totally like, sabotage. It, it was they? like a bouncy house and like what? it was it was something. And <laughs> a bouncy house. A block party. It was like a block a block party for one house. Mm. I wanna go to that party. <laughs> so Franklin, mm-hmm. you just went on vacation and came back you got any things to tell us i'll tell you guys i'll tell you guys next episode oh (laughs) oh he's got lots and lots of stories yeah i want to hear them okay so you want to talk about it now well no not really okay shit all right well (laughs) sign us off (laughs) all right guys well thank you so much for tuning in a lot of information about lenders and horrible real estate agents and great real estate agents like ourselves so stay tuned for the next episode to hear all about franklin's pv trip and and this red flag show that i guys i put you guys on okay (laughs) oh gosh bye guys bye